All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here again in the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. We are really glad to be back here, guys. It has been a long-ass week. I don't know about you guys, oh, yeah. but it has been a long-ass week. We've been talking before the show. We're like, you know what? Let's just get recording because we've been just <laughs> talking about life and talking about the insanity yeah. of life. And it was getting annoying a little bit. It was getting, <laughs> I think Eddie was getting annoyed with us, you know, talking about things and feelings and stuff yes. but no you know we're here to talk sports and that's why we're glad to be here tonight we've had a couple beers we're ready to go we're all so, so uh not sobered up i was gonna say sobered up we're, we're not sobered up. <laughs> we're all kinds of sauced so if you hear some slurred words we apologize in advance <laughs> but uh we're just having a good time guys it's it's friday night you know and this is why we do the show on this on this time because we want to loosen up and have a good time and i know you guys listen because of those very reasons and uh, for you new listeners that may have came in um, last week when Clay Windler from the Red Tribe Cinema came on, we want to thank you guys uh, because last week's episode, I would say, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Trevor and, or, and Eddie, but I would say that was our paramount episode of this podcast to this point because of how much it meant um, with the exclusive content that Clay brought to the show and oh, yeah, how the conversation went and the responses we got on Twitter, Facebook, um, on, on our on our actual anchor um, podcast page, we got a lot of responses on there, and we want to thank you guys for the new ones, the the people that have been hanging with us from the beginning. Uh, this is episode twenty two, I believe now. So yes, you know, this has been flying by, but it's been a blast, and and gaining gaining people, you know, a, a people's attention as the season, the football season starts to get closer. It means a lot, and uh, that's why we wanted to start it when we did back in February to get warmed up and get ready for the season. So we want to thank you guys for everybody that came in and listened last week. And we hope to uh, not disappoint you this week or the year, the weeks following. But training camp is here. It's upon us. 2019, we are here. And Eddie and I will be out there tomorrow with uh, Shaggy Shane Williams and Clay Windler. Uh, we're going to be watching the team. We're going to see how things go. We're really excited to see what's going to happen. Obviously, for obvious reasons, we're going to yeah, break we, all that down tonight. We might, we might go live on on this. Yeah, talking. yeah. We we I think we should definitely do that. We're going to be doing a reaction video with Shane Williams and Clay Windler as well. Uh, so stay stay tuned for that because uh, I feel like we're going to have a lot to break away. Even though it's the first week and they don't really give you a lot. And quite frankly, guys, if I'm being real, training camp is something that you want to just get through as long as as, as, as well as preseason. Yeah. You know, you want to get through it and just. You know, it's 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 football, but at the same time, it's not because you know you're not at week one yet, and that's where we want to be. We can't wait for that. But in the meantime, we'll take it. We'll we'll take training camp. We'll take preseason because it's what we have right now. We're we're so close to the season starting, and I think a lot of us have a lot of anticipation. We talked about this last week. I gave you guys some assur- assurances of what I think is going to happen, uh, and we're here. and And I think that it's going to be a great time. Um, the best thing that we found out today, per Adam Schefter and multiple other reporters is that Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones will be reporting to training camp. In fact, he tr- uh, reported today, as, uh, as well as Tyreek Hill and a few others. I think Anthony Sherman came in and Clint Boyer's yes. NASCAR yes, uh, car. That was actually pretty nice. <laughs> Anthony Sherman always does like these great interests, awesome. dude. It's well, so the, great. You've seen the, the kicker and the punter and... Uh, like, Jason Colquitt. I can't, yeah, I can't believe Harrison that. Butker. the center. Uh, the snapper or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, Winchester. Yeah. yeah. They they arrived in like yeah. this military big ass yeah. truck. That was pretty actually pretty cool. It's funny, like all these different yeah. positions these guys are doing. Yeah. I don't know if you heard too that Chris Jones supposedly like walked into the, the meeting room right at two PM. <laughs> right at, at at on the dot as if like, it's it was like, like calculated. Yeah, he's yeah. making his his, his scene known. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Well and, and I get where I get where he's coming from. And let's let's dive right into it For because sure. I mean, I, we've talked about this normal most, and you guys know that I would. I said if I had to choose between him and Tyreek, as crazy as it sounds, I would pick Chris Jones because of the value of what position he plays for this team and how they need defense more than offense because they have the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Um, Chris Jones, I think it, it, he finally realized, and I don't want to speak for him because I don't know his mind and I haven't talked to him. But from what I've read from the reports, like we talked earlier today, Trev and Eddie, you know, we talked about how you know the the, the his agent is talking about how he he knows his value. Right. He knows what he's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all do. The problem is, is I think the Chiefs 
are in a position where they be, they don't believe that Chris Jones has shown enough right. to get the big bucks. And I think they should have every right to feel that way as well. I, I think they have the right, and I'm not disagreeing with the offer they gave. I believe it was like $68 million that they this rumored that the Chiefs are offering four years and like $68 million, I believe I'll it is. If you're looking at that from the naked eye, you're thinking, "Oh, wow, that's a really good offer. It's you know, seventeen some million every single you know a year, and it's it's a it's a great offer." Right. Chris Jones knows his market value. Chris Jones knows that he's worth about twenty million dollars a year right now. I know he's only had one great season, but see, this is where, and I want to get like I said, I want to dive right into it because it's not just about Chris Jones; it's also about Tyreek Hill. These guys, in my opinion, the chief. If I'm the Chiefs, I give them their money immediately. The reason why I do that isn't because because everyone talks about well Chris Jones has only had one great season. I'm not going to defeat. I'm not going to debate that because that's right. the truth. Yeah. He, he has. He needs to prove it for sure. Okay, fine. But here's the thing. I think we both. I think we all can agree that Chris Jones is probably going to. He's more likely to have a great season than a bad season next season. Correct. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's say Tyreek. I think we would say that the same about Tyreek Hill, right? He's Absolutely. more likely to have a great season than a bad season. Two contract years, pretty much. Yes. So yeah. they're both. They're both. They're both looking at this as a contract year if they don't get their money. If I'm the Chiefs, and if I am uh, Brett Veach and Andy Reid, and I want to do different things differently than the guy that you just fired in John Dorsey, if I want to do things differently, I'm not going to wait until these guys have multiple career years, and then you're forced to pay them the market value at that time. Because the market value at that time is going to be much different and much higher than it is right now. Yep. Let's, say, let's say you wait another year, and Chris Jones has another 14-15 sack season. Then you're talking about two straight seasons of 14-15 to 15 sacks. Two all pro seasons. Now you're gonna have to pay him even more money sure. as opposed to paying him now and getting over. Let's say Tyreek Hill has a 13, 14, 1500 yard season, 12 to 15 touchdowns. He has two back to back all pro seasons and four awesome seasons in his career. Yeah, we don't know much about Tyreek Hill's camp on what they're looking for money wise because we haven't really heard much from his side of it. I feel like, from the way I'm looking at it right now, I feel like he would be more. Um, prone to take the money that he's given from the chiefs from the kindness of their heart, from what they've gone through with him other than from the other side of Chris Jones. I, we don't know if Chris Jones is already wanting that kind of money that he would demand, even if he had another 15 sack season, I feel like he's already kind of demanding that high end money already. And that's what the issue, that's what the holdup is because the chiefs don't want to pay him that. So I don't know if we even have the opportunity to wait or pay him now, because I think what's going to happen is he's going to play out his season or play out this season on his rookie deal. Which I think we have every right to do that to him, and I'm usually on this player side on this, but I think that this is what we should do because I think he doesn't want to budge, which is fine. He can he can bet on himself, and I think we'll probably franchise tag him next season. Well, and well, they don't have to franchise tag Chris Jones because they have him for two more years technically. So it's Tyree Kill that's on his last year of his yeah, deal. Yeah. Oh, okay. so so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, the Chiefs have all the leverage here. Right. My do. my point is, I think they need to get out ahead of it and say. Let's pay Chris Jones now, so we're not paying him into his thirties. Well, and two, I know we can look. We looked at this, the Tyreek Hill situation with uh, with Nicole Hardman looking at. Oh, that was the Tyreek Hill replacement. I think a lot of people aren't talking about it as the Colin Saunders move, um, possibly being a Chris Jones replacement as well. Because I think there's a lot of hype coming around this Colin Saunders kid who could definitely be Chris point, uh, Chris Jones point, you know, two point um, depending on how he develops as a player. You know, that's a guy that they can depend on moving forward and, and letting Chris Jones, you know you know, explore other options. But yeah. As far as this season, I'm definitely Chris Jones, is obviously going to be a chief. Um, who knows, man, if we say we win the Super Bowl this year, that could change everything, you know, because when, when you get a ring with someone or with a team, I feel like that, that definitely can change, you know, that, that can, that can make guys want to stick around, yeah. you know, for po possible future opportunities, maybe winning another one or so on. Um, I really do think Chris Jones was to be a chief and I think the chiefs really want him. But I mean, like, like Andy Reid's uh, statement, uh, a few days ago, he's talking about, you know, this is a new system. You know, the only way you're going to learn this new system is be by being here. And that felt like definitely like a jab to Chris Jones. Like, dude, you could get your ass over here. You know, we need you. To, we need to see if you even fit in this yeah. new system. Right. Right. You know, right. so we need to see how you how you mesh with these new coaches, which is the biggest deal, because these new coaches are going to change the whole atmosphere of this defense. Right. So we need to see if Chris Jones is not just skill set. Also, his personality, how it fits. Well, I feel very confident that Chris Jones is going to fit this defense very well. In fact, I think he can actually be better in this type of defense, oh, yeah. especially with Frank Clark, because yeah. let's be honest. So, uh, he's perfect for the loud and rowdy kind of defense. Yeah, let, 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 let's be honest. Frank Clark was the replacement for D. Ford and Justin Houston. Yes. Yeah. So the way I see it is if the Chiefs value Chris Jones like I believe them to, to value him, they have to know that, look, if we were to ever let this guy walk in two years, 
which they could franchise tag him after that. But let's say they want him walk in two years. Mm. You're essentially asking at that point, I think uh, Frank Clark would be 27 years old. You'd be asking him to replace not just D4 to Justin Hughes, but essentially Chris Jones. Because unless they go and get another elite player at those positions, you're having Frank Clark substitute for three guys that led the league in sacks in 27, 2018. Unless, I'm sorry. like your brother said, uh, Callan Saunders. Callan Saunders. Uh, Callan Saunders, unless he steps up to the plate, then you literally have you, – you, Frank Clark does not have to step up to that third third role that you're right. saying. Yeah. That's that, – I mean, I'm saying that's if. Yeah, if sure. He steps and up two, to the depending plate. on the scheme. Seeing yes. how – if the scheme works out and we can – We've seen Spagnola have with the Giants have really good scheme. I mean, obviously he had great talent on those those Giants defenses and stuff. But um, we've seen him, you know, with the stunts and twists and stuff to you know make things do, like we've seen with the Patriots. Them make you know no name or no big name guys look better than they are because of the scheme. Sure. So if this is in a situation where we have to choose between you know moving forward with this coaching staff and and just going with the scheme and see we have interchangeable interchangeable parts and players. I'm going for that because I don't want to get locked into a contract with a, a guy who I think is great, yeah. But you know, holds us down financially. I don't sure. Want, I don't know. think we need another Justin Houston. Contract, Here's the thing, honest. though. Right, I'm glad you brought that up because don't that's that's that, that's my point, though. In this, yeah. on all of this, the reason why Justin Houston's contract absolutely fucked the Chiefs right. is because they waited and he goes and has an all-time great yeah. season. Then they're forced to pay him money that they didn't want to give him. And he was just that's why John Dorsey that. got fired because but, then they and then they do it with Eric Berry. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. but with Chris Jones, let's. Uh, don't you want him to prove at least he can do it for two straight seasons right. to have double digit sacks, and then you can be like, okay, so he deserves the money we were gonna plan on paying him anyways. Right. So at least with Chris Jones, he's he's young enough, and you you know what his value is, but you want to make sure you're making your the, the best. Uh, Decision for your business. Sure. At the end of the day, it's your, it's a business. Yeah. And the way so, I look at it too, like I, I like I'm always a player first guy. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying my best to think of Chris Jones's field and, and and be in his side. But my player who comes first, as far as my player first mentality, is Patrick Mahomes, right? So moving forward, if there's any contract that's going to hurt, you know, us adding depth to this defense for Patrick Mahomes moving forward, and that and that and that and that implies that we got to cut ties with Chris Jones to to. You know, split that money that we we're going to pay him to give two guys that can maybe make up that production. You know, with two di- between two different players or three different players, I'd rather go that route than lumping throwing out because we've already paid Frank Clark, you know, handsomely. So I'd rather part ways with him if that if that doesn't affect the future for the depth of this team moving forward. Sure, I, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and yeah. to answer Eddie's question, and I'll get to tr- what you just said, Trev. But to answer Eddie's question. When you're talking about, you know, don't you want to see him have another great season? Absolutely, yes, you do. And I think he will. But yeah, that's my point, though. Yeah. No, is it the, like I started my initial conversation was I think we can roughly assume that he's more likely to have a great season than not. And so the Chiefs have to anticipate that. And what I'm saying is if you don't want to have a, ju- a Justin Houston situation again, right. you don't allow it. Right. You don't it's let him go and have – It's addition by subtraction. Yes, because yeah, right. Justin Houston had a great season in 2013. I think it was 2013. And then in 2014, he had an incredible season, all-time great season. Uh, then he got paid. And then they had to pay him 22 and a half. Which, yeah, it almost yeah. broke the record. Yeah. You have to, And then they had to pay him great money, like a substantial amount of money that he, they, that they had to get rid of but even to this day. Say, with Chris Jones, at least the Chiefs know what his value is. I, I'm just saying, don't you want Chris Jones or the Chiefs, don't you think they want him to prove it? On a on a on a back to back season that he can do yes what he can do so they can fucking put that lump sum of yes. money out there that, that that's I think that's what the Chiefs are gonna do I, th- I think they're gonna play him out this year I think they know their and I think they know his value and, and honestly I think that's one of the reasons maybe he came back to training camp yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, he would have lost out on ass well, of money he's only making I, I, almost nine hundred thousand dollars if he said on a training camp but but I'm saying. I think the Chiefs and him knew where 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 they were where they were at. Uh, both financially and and I think they both they both agreed maybe and may, I can see the Chiefs letting them play this season and you know next season be like all right here you go you deserve it you proved us yeah what you what you were about where your true value it, is and yeah. here it is it definitely comes down to I mean like with like with the Tyreek Hill situation you know I think I think I'm I'm almost certain Tyreek Hill is going to get an extension for another four or five years to be on this team. Um, so it depends too what they're going to pay him because I don't I don't want to be paying two guys on this defensive line twenty million plus a year. I don't well, want to I don't want to dig ourselves in a grave like that. Here's I don't the thing though. Do here's the thing: the Chiefs wouldn't be digging themselves in the grave though because they have so much money. They have over twenty five million in cap space. Yeah, but they can afford it. Is going to be going to Patrick Mahomes next. Okay, season, that's so fine. Out a way to balance but, that. But out. you got to understand, Trevor, that you could still fit all those contracts together. Right. So I, my thing is, I'm just nervous to giving a guy. 
all that money based off one year of legitimate. Sure, that, that's fine. That's fine. But we, we, let's not pretend like Chris Jones hasn't been productive in all these other seasons. Okay, Frank Clark got paid because he's had nothing. He's one of the most consistent. Yeah, I, I'm, not and, and, and I, I'm not debating. I'm not debating that. Have, yeah, Chris Jones doesn't have that. I'm not debating the Chris. Look, Frank Clark deserved to get paid. Let's right. make that very clear. No, 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 yes. I would have paid Frank Clark before Chris Pro Jones. Or not. All that Pro money. Or yes. Not. His, his production, yes. his numbers show he should have been a Pro yes. Board, consistent. My point is, is that I'm I'm trying to look out for the Chiefs' better interest. Right, that's me too. You don't. Want to have the same mistakes? Then don't allow to, it. Everything caters yeah. to Patrick Mahomes' needs, and that's how it's got to be from now on. Right. right. But I'm saying, don't you think the Chiefs learned from that mistake to where now, like I said, they know they know Chris Jones's value. I I, I just believe that they want to see him for another season before yeah. they yeah they put out all that money because I think they made that put, obvious. What, what if they put all that money out and then next season's a bust? Right. And, I don't think they're going to pay. Like, oh, I don't shit. think they're going to pay Chris Jones this season. I think I think they're going to figure something out probably next season. If, if he balls out season. this year, yeah, if he, balls if he balls out, this year. out he yeah. will definitely get his twenty. And I think he season. should, barring health, he should have an absolute outstanding year with with Frank Clark eating the edge up. Who knows? I mean, he's lost a lot of weight. They said he's leaned out a lot, so maybe they'll throw him on the edge and see if he can be a little more versatile. If that's the case, he'll definitely get paid. Well, I mean, and to, not and here somewhere else. To what you said about the scheme. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. In an ideal world, you want it to be like the Patriots, where it's about the scheme, not the player. Because the Patriots, you can't name me five defensive defensive players on that on that defense yet. Right. They shut the Chiefs out in the first half, who had one of the most historic offenses of all time in the AFC Championship. But that's not the reality for majority of the teams in the NFL. Not everybody has Bill Belichick that can scheme the way he does. The Chiefs had to had to settle with Steve Spagnuolo. Do I think he's a good defensive coordinator? Yes, but I think Steve Spagnuolo is going to need more talent than a Bill Bill Belichick well, we did would grab need. The, the linebacker coach from the Patriots. So that, yeah, that uh, I, I'm not disagreeing. Helps. I I I, yeah, yeah. I agree. My point is, even with all of the guys we have, they're not Bill Belichick, right. and so that's the tough thing when you draw comparisons to them is that they are the exception to the rule. So in the meantime, you give yourself as much talent and as much opportunity as possible to compete with the g- genius schemes that Bill Belichick comes up with. That's my point. That's why Mahomes is a difference maker because of the fact that, yes, scheme matters, but if you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he can defeat a scheme. That's why he dropped 31 in the For second sure. half For sure. and, and gave the Chiefs a ch- opportunity to win. Yeah, Mahomes is definitely – I know Randy Andy Reid's always been the scheme master offensively, but the, Mahomes has unlocked a whole new level that we never knew. That's what, like you said, like the, with or without Tyreek, we can still succeed offensively. Yeah. Now, I think the Chiefs have made it pretty clear who their favorite is between Chris Jones and Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to make definitely makes it an, a big effort to lock up. Tyreek Hill before they lock up Chris Jones. I sure. think we're going to see a lockdown Tyreek Hill before we ever see a lockdown. And, and we might. And, and we might. I, I, I might. It's evident. I might disagree with it. But trust me when I say I'm not going to bitch and complain. I'm not going to bitch and complain if I find out they lock up Tyreek Hill for four years. They have to. Man. I, I'm, I'm all for it. That, that because I do believe that Patrick Mahomes, that's what he truly wants. Right. There's a chemistry there. I don't know. If I think back, if I really, really think back, and I want you guys to do the same. I'm not putting you on the spot. You don't have to do it right now. But think back throughout NFL history and and ask yourself, besides maybe Steve Young and Jerry Rice, if there's been a more talented oh. duo at quarterback wide receiver than Big than Ben Pat- Antonio Brown were pretty yeah. damn great too. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I'm just saying as far as is, is Big Ben as talented as Patrick Mahomes. No, he doesn't have okay. the, he hasn't he doesn't have the out of out of pocket intent, but I do think there's a lot of similarities between Big Ben and Patrick Mahomes. Them being you know bigger body guys, hard to bring down. Sure. Very, very, very good at extending plays, even though he's more better at, at extending plays like Aaron Rodgers is more yeah. than he is Big Ben. But Antonio Brown and Tyreek Hero damn near the, okay. damn near the same player. So I'll entertain that one. Right. But my point is is that I'm besides – It's pure numbers. I'm sorry. Those are one of the best right. we've ever but seen. But if we're looking at pure talent, it's hard to really say that you you can find a list of tandems as far as quarterback and, oh, yeah. and wide receiver talent better than this. That's and why that's I why, don't Tyreek Hill going anywhere. That's why I don't think the Chiefs are going to allow it. And imagine McCall Hardman becomes 60% of what Tyreek Hill is. Imagine yeah. having both of them on the field at the same well, time. And I don't know about you guys. I don't want to get. I don't want to get, get caught up in the hot take corner. But I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if Sammy Watkins is back here next season. I think he'll take a pay cut, if, right? if, especially if we win a ring. Well, or, 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 I think they would adjust his contract right. because there's no way the they're bringing him back for twenty one million dollars in twenty twenty. Where else is he going to go? I mean, well, the, there's going to be places out there to pay him if he has a big year. For sure. If he has like a nine hundred and fifty yard. Seven, eight touchdown season, and they go to the Super Bowl. For sure. There's going to be somebody lined up to pay oh, Sammy yeah. Watkins. My oh. point is, if he says, Look, I'll take 15 million a year from Kansas City yeah. and stay here for another three years, 
the Chiefs better do it. Yeah. Even if McCole Hardman adds, my point oh, is yeah. this: you can fit my my point in bringing all of these contracts up is you can still fit all these contracts under the books and still pay Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. because the cap is soft. You can make things work. That's my point. Even if you pay Patrick your $200 million, it comes down to guaranteed dollars. Yeah. That's the point you got to remember. Signing bonuses, you can move money around. Right. That's how you get it done. That's why cap hits and in, in, in the cap in general is so flexible. It's, it's damn, flexible. It's damn near un, un, non-existent. Yeah, I mean, really, exactly. It really is. It can be moved. So when we sweat the small stuff about Stanford. how are we going to pay all these guys, yeah. I get the concern, but if you actually break it down, I recommend anybody that needs cap, Ology, if you will, if you need to know that stuff, go to my guy Craig Stout at Arrowhead Pride. Go listen to those dudes. Go listen to Ken Swanson. I know I talk about those guys all the time, but these dudes know what they're talking about. Right. Go listen to them. Um, uh, uh, there's another guy on Twitter that I would like, uh, Corey, um, I forget his name. Joel Corey, I think his name is, from Spot Track or wherever he's from. I apologize. I'll find him, and I'll get that to you guys. But I definitely, there's guys out there that break this stuff down. And the Chiefs, they've even said themselves, they believe they can pay Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes. Man. Even Therese, I think Therese said that same thing. It's possible. Yeah. You can that make it happen. dream scenario. It, it, it can happen. It yeah. absolutely no, can yeah, happen. For sure, man. Why do you think the Chiefs are giving an offer out there? Rumor has it they're giving an offer out there to Chris Jones now. Why do you think they fought for Tyreek Hill and they stayed yeah. silent and they let him stay on the team, even when most of us thought it was ridiculous at the time? Patrick Mahomes, we know his market value. He's going to reset the market. Dan Patrick has been talking about that all week. He's going to reset the quarterback market. He's going to have a new standard of what a quarterback is getting. Well, getting I think a paid. lot of it hinges on too what what Tyreek Hill is going to demand. You know, seeing what Michael Thomas is going because Michael Thomas is holding out the Saints camp right now. He wants he wants top tier money, which I don't blame him either. So yeah. we'll see what you know Tyreek and his and his agent demand. You know, because they can still demand good money. Well, I would say he's more. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs are uh, are up ahead on on Tyreek Hill, hopefully, and then the Saints and uh, Michael Thomas. With this whole situation and everything that's happened, I know he's he was innocent and all that stuff, but it it's still it's still there, you know. Yeah. It's still new, so you know the Chiefs don't want to take that gamble and maybe something happening in the future or something. So right so, so, so the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs has have a little bit of leverage on that For contract. Sure. Sure. So so I, I don't think Tyreek can go in there and be like, hey, I want to be the uh, the best paid wide receiver mm-hmm. in the league. But if yeah. he does. That's what I'm saying. The that, Chiefs really can't say you're wrong. Agent, and then, then he could bet on himself and go out there and have an absolute ridiculous record-setting season. Then what do you do? And then we got to pay him absolutely the top notch. I money. mean, so is it really crazy to think if Tyreek Hill goes out there and has 1,600 oh, yards and 14 gonna, touchdowns next gonna, season? He's going to break all kinds. It's of It's not crazy to think he can do something like that. And if yeah. you have back-to-back seasons of 13 plus hundred yards and 10 plus touchdowns, you got to get paid like an elite receiver, like the best receiver in football. Tyreek Hill has that opportunity to be the best receiver in football. Yeah. Especially with Patrick Mahomes, so you're gonna have to end up paying him that. That's that is why I keep coming back to my original stance on all of this: that Chris Jones has the opportunity to be the best at his position, even though Aaron Donald is better than him. Chris Jones has that potential. Yeah. Tyreek Hill has the potential, even though I think Antonio Brown is better than him. OBJ is up there with him. I think there's a couple guys up there that are a little bit better than Tyreek Hill at this point, but he can end up becoming better than those guys. That's my point. That's why you pay him now. Before they establish them themselves at that and become the top level market value. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that the Chiefs, if they're smart, they pay them for what they're worth now, and as opposed to letting him have another all pro season. And then you got to, because then we're talking about John Dorsey all over again. Well, That's what happened with John Dorsey with Eric Berry and Justin tag, Houston. We could sign one of them and then franchise tag one of them. I know you said we can't. Oh yeah, we can't franchise tag Chris Jones next season. Not next season because they have him under contract for another year. Right. That's so, why an extension makes sense now because then you can extend him for three or four more years. Yeah. He's thirty when he's out of that contract. Yeah. You front load the contract, and if you're thinking about you know what, no long term commitments. Keep Garrett Garrett Dieter around. <laughs> but if you're thinking like no long term <laughs> commitments to Chris Jones, you can backload that contract and then trade him. There's opportunities here, but it, I don't think sitting on your hands is the way to go. In my personal opinion, if I'm the Chiefs, I sign Tyreek and Chris Jones now, giving Patrick Mahomes the comfortability of having both these guys here long term, yeah. and then you pay Patrick his money, and you have a solidified position at two of the more important positions for Patrick Mahomes to have success. I don't know. It, it, to me, my vibe I'm getting, I don't feel like Chris Jones is going to get paid this season. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think he is. I think Tyreek Hill is going to say like week six, week eight. I think we're going to hear like, oh, Tyreek Hill got extended four years, blah, 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 however much money. Maybe not top top tier money, but like right below that. But I don't. I just don't. My vibe right now, I'm not feeling Chris I'm Jones. Sticking to my, I'm sticking to my uh, prediction. I, I think Chris Jones, is, is he's going to have to prove it this year. Yeah. I, I think that, like I said, the Chiefs know where he's at. 
and they know how much he's worth, but I think they still want him to prove that he's worth that much, right. that much money before they upload it. Plus, know? we got to see how he gets out there and how he messes with Spagnolo. If Spagnolo's not feeling him, I think Andy Reid's going to go with whatever Spagnolo wants. I'm sorry, but I'm taking Chris Jones over Spagnolo. I'm not because Spagnuolo <laughs> is the one that's won two rings. Okay, so. but let's be honest. Spagnuolo also had Michael Strahan, OCU, Minora, Justin, Justin Tuck. Tuck. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's he, not so pretend he knows, like that. he knows talent. So he knows guys my, that'll fit in the scheme. My point is that I think it's, I think Spagnuolo did benefit Look, dude, out of talent. From my end, this is not a Chris Jones hating session. I yeah. love the guy, and I want him around for the next ten years. Oh, I, I'm do. I'm just saying I feel I very just, confident Chris Jones is going to fit this defense. I just want to win, dude. I want to win, and I want yes. the longevity of this Chiefs team to be as good as possible. For Patrick Mahomes. That's and I, I think want. having Chris Jones helps that more than not having him. Absolutely. That's my point. So if we can figure it out, figure it out, man. I just don't see him getting paid this season. Training camp is upon us. We're like I said, Eddie and I are gonna be out there with Shaggy, Shane Williams, and Clay Winler tomorrow from Red Tribe Cinema. We're really excited to get out there and see what the team's all about. I'll be at work. Yeah. Uh Chiefs fans, you're out there. Come come talk to us. More, we'll be more than welcome to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I can quit. work with us at, at training camp. But uh <laughs> actually let's let's get into some training camp talk uh at the end of this after when we come back from break. Let's talk about training camp. What are we what are we expecting to see? Are there any sleeper guys out there that you guys want to talk about? Maybe some players that you really want to, you know, look watch closely. Chiefs fans, if you listen to this podcast before tomorrow, hit us up. Let us know what players you want us to look for. But we're gonna go to we're gonna go to a break. We're gonna talk, like I said, when we get back, we're gonna talk about training camp, what we should what we should expect, what we're looking for. And is Patrick Mahomes gonna become a better football player from last year to this year? We'll get back to that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural appeal. Find them online at CommandeerBrand.com or follow them at CommandeerBrand on Instagram or Facebook. Visit Local Foundry in downtown Lee Summit, Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local-made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beerco Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. What's cracking? As Trevor eats his power bar yes. and has his like ninth beer of the night. So yes. we're, we're on a good pace right now. <laughs> Only segment number two, and he's closing the bar down. I love it. So <laughs> we just got done talking about uh, Chris Jones, uh, him reporting to camp today, uh, how training camp is, is up and going this week and how excited we are about it. Let's Let's actually dive into that a little bit more. Um, as we talk about training camp and as we talk about, you know, a lot of new players are being added to this team, not just the defense, but to this team, I, I wanted to get an idea of where you guys are at and what you guys are expecting because training camp, it's, it's always so hard to gauge what new things to look for when it comes to the team every single year at training camp. I personally, um, and you guys know this from 2013 to about 2016, I, I was at pretty much every training camp practice. I dedicated my time to do that because I really wanted to get to know the team better. And luckily I started to do that around the time the team was getting better with Andy Reid being around. Um, and, and I loved it, but something I noticed about training camp is that a lot of times there are guys out there that you don't expect to ever make any impact. And they always seem to impress. I remember, I believe it was 2014. I want to say Albert Wilson was out there and he was catching everything that was being thrown his way. And I was like, okay, there's something special about this kid out of Akron. No one's talking about him. He was undrafted. No one knew about him. Small little undersized receiver, but super fast and had good hands. I, I, I said, I remember, in Arrowhead Pride, and these guys gave me credit for it and everything, I said, Albert Wilson's going to make this team. Everybody thought it was crazy. Albert Wilson not only made the team, but he was one of the better wide, receiver, wide receivers on that team for the next couple of seasons and ended up getting himself a fat contract from the Miami Dolphins. And Albert Wilson's ended up having, well, ended up having himself homes in that Denver game. Sure, sure, yeah, but I'm saying that Albert Wilson's ended up having himself a pretty decent oh, yeah. career for being an it's undrafted five foot nine receiver. So my point remains, and so now we're looking at this team, obviously much more talented than, than years in the past, as far as the full spectrum of things. And there's young guys on this team, and and obviously there's the obvious ones that we're going to be looking for. But Trev, I wanted to get, get your thoughts, Eddie. If there's anybody that you're looking at, what are you expecting from training camp this season? Or this offseason, and what are you like? What player, if you had to, if you had to narrow one down, that you're looking to see the most? Uh, Carlos Hyde. Um, I still think he's in the prime of his career. I don't think he's an old guy yet. I want to see how this back. I know they said Damian Williams is the guy, and I do believe that. Um, but I just I, we have a lot of depth at running back right now, and I know we got Daryl Williams, who I like a lot still too from LSU. Um, and then obviously we got Darwin Thompson, who I think is going to be a player too, who's built like a freaking tank. Um, I just want to see how this backfield shakes out because I don't think we're going to hold on to all of them. Um, but I definitely want to see what Carlos Hyde can bring. 
Um, we've, we've seen him have really hot hot stints in his his career, um, especially with the Niners. He had some good seasons, uh, but I just want I want to see how he how he does in this 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 offensive scheme and this offensive system. Um, yeah, the backfield is definitely something I'm really looking at, and then I want to see what we do. You know, with uh, Custis and some of these wide receivers, there's so many wide receivers on this roster right now. Is Garrett Dieter going to be on this roster? Um, just because he's pretty much boys with uh, Patrick, um, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, but I mean, talent-wise, I think he's probably bottled in the barrel as far as our roster goes. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying as far as compared to the rest of the talent, um, we have some talented guys and uh, wide receivers on this roster. So I want to see how that pans out. We're going to let at least one of them go, um, and then obviously tight end. Uh, I think tight end definitely is. Uh, we got to find at least somebody to back up Travis Kelsey, you know, whether it's, um, uh, what's the guy's name that, um, was that spoke the other day? Um, forget the Titans name, but, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. Blake bell. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly he's looking like the guy that's backing Travis Kelsey up right now, but yeah, my, the one I'm watching right now is the backfield, the running backs. I want to see what Carlos Hyde brings. I remember when we first started talking like I think episode two or something like that, when we were talking about Carlos Hyde, I was talking about how they're being a, a running back battle seeing who who comes out on top. And I know that, like I said, I know they made it clear that uh, Damien's the guy, which I agree with. I think Damien's definitely um, the guy for now. Um, but if he were to go down or something like that, I think Carlos Hyde would be a definitely competent back. Um, so I'm definitely watching the backfield. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Thornhill and Matthew. Um, I'm so excited for them, uh, both of them. I'm, I'm excited for Matthew. I'm excited what he can bring to the Chiefs as a, as a veteran player. He's, what, 27? And he's one of the, the veterans in the yeah. team. That's, it's hard to believe that a 27-year-old is kind of leading, leading your defense. Yeah, you know and he's willing I mean? to mentor exactly. young guys, which is and, nice. and then you got Thornhill, who, who, man, like I've seen videos of him. And, whew, it's like he, young he's, Tyrone. He's, exactly, yeah. Right. So I, I'm so excited to see both of them, see what they can bring to the defense. I, I want to see if, if they can actually step up to to the plate. I want to see if they're able to make those uh, those plays that they couldn't make last year, the, those stops. I, I'm just so excited for that for that uh, for them to, the to, to start playing. Yeah, Hell it's yeah, gonna man. be awesome. Well, this this is the way. I, I mean, I'm looking at you know we 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 see all the specialty players and we're like, man, I'm really excited to see like Juan Thornhill, Tyron Matthew. You talk about you know the running back committee. I those are all very valid because they're they're positions that the Chiefs really need to hit on this season to be successful, in my opinion. Especially especially the safety position because you got to have safeties, man. That 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 defense was getting tore up. All, all season for, yeah. uh, deep Having down the field. the field helps. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm actually going to go to a place I feel like is getting overlooked a lot, and it's because Mahomes is so great. The offensive line. we there's There are questions on this offensive line. I know Eric Fisher is solid. He's not – I'm not a big fan of him, but he's solid. Mitchell Schwartz is the best right tackle in football. I don't care. Anybody tells me. That the guy doctor. is unbelievable. The doctor – but Mitch Morse was gone, and I know he's hurt a lot, but when Mitch Morse played, he was very effective. Austin Ryder stepped in, played 11 games last season. I think he started four. Wiley. Play, played well. You know, Devin Wiley, these other guys, um, Weitzman was horrible. Yeah. But they're, they're, although I think the offensive line is solid, I do want to see. I do, well, do want to see if there's a guy that comes in this offseason or this in the training camp that we, not, we don't expect that comes in, balls out, and gets a starting job. I would love to see. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to make any theories. I don't know because I don't know. I don't know who is going to be the guy. But I'm looking for offensive line, and if there's going to be a guy at the guard position or the center position that's going to step up and take over a role. I want to see that. That's what I'm looking for because Patrick Mahomes is going to need to be protected. Whether he's creative out of the pocket or not, we know this. I want to see better up for up front protection because it was something that the Chiefs didn't have that was great. Austin Ryder played well, um, but their tackles are fine. But I want to see better on up front protection, and I want to see who's going to be the guy that is unmarked, un isn't seen, isn't right now. He's just a guy. He's just a camp body to see if that guy will step up. That's what I'm looking for right now. And talking of Patrick Mahomes, I actually wanted to bring this up because I I was listen I listen to a lot of national radio. Um, not that I don't listen to, to local radio. I actually do. I, I listen to plenty of local radio, but national radio is what I, I tend to listen to because I want to get a, a big Objective picture. View. Yeah, I want to see what the what the national audience is, is 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 getting fed and what they think of us because the Chiefs are a talking point going into football because they, they're a Super Bowl favorite to right. a lot of people. I've been hearing guys like Dan Patrick and, and, and Colin Cowherd, these guys I like to listen to every day. And, so, and and Dan Patrick was saying something that this morning that I, I I found very interesting that I was I was just I caught it and 
you know, he was talking about Patrick Mahomes, how he's going to play this this season, and 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 that's been everyone's talking point about Patrick Mahomes. Is he is he going to regress? Right. Is he going to play better? Is he going to play just as good? And and I and I and it amazed me. I I, didn't, I can't believe it took me this long to realize this. But the thing that Dan Patrick said that made me think was he said, "I don't expect him to throw fifty touchdowns this season." But the fact that Dan Patrick actually had to say that. That I, you know, I don't expect Patrick Mahomes to throw fifty thousand or fifty touchdowns this year and five thousand yards, but for me, that that explained everything I believe about Patrick Mahomes. That's how great he is. Like, when was the last time? <laughs> and there's only been three guys that have done it: is is Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and, and, and Peyton Manning that have ever thrown for fifty touchdowns in a season. But when was the last time you heard anybody talk about Tom Brady or Peyton Manning back when he was playing? That was like, you know, I'm not expecting him to throw fifty touchdowns. Like they had to make that point. Like I've never heard I'm not anybody say that. LeBron to drag this team to the finals this year. You, you, you know, like I've never heard anybody like say that before. And and it really, maybe maybe I'm overthinking it, but that to me just speaks of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes already. That that has to be the conversation. You have to have to have that in the dialogue. Well, he set a standard, man. That you're not expecting him. To, you're you're addressing the fact you're not expecting him to do something only three people have ever done. And he's one of the three. For me, it's like, and, and I'll, I'll stress it out again. I'll say what I need to say again about what I expect from his stats. I expect Patrick Mahomes to absolutely go off this season. I I, I think he's going to have a, a astronomical numbers again. Will he reach 50? Will he reach 5,000 yards? I don't know. But would it, here's the crazy thing. I don't see less than 40. If it happens again, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be shocked. And I see that. I don't say that in a way that makes it sound like it's assumed because it's not. Mm -hmm. But because of the fact that he did it not only in his first full season, but the Chiefs got better mm -hmm. on offense. Another year in this scheme. Andy another system. year in the scheme, exactly. And right. they've retained all their coaching right. on the offensive side. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, unless, unless the Chiefs literally just pull him back and say, hey, look, you don't got to play week 17 because we already locked up the one right. seed or we already locked up the or division. You know, yeah. You know, unless something like that is happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see Andy Reid saying, you know what, Patty, you're not throwing 35 times tonight because Patrick Mahomes threw the, threw the shit out of the ball last season. Mm -hmm. And something that um, uh, Sam Munson brought up. I don't know if you guys follow Sam Munson. He's, 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 he's an Irish guy that does a lot of work for pro football focus. Genius dude. G, G, just an absolute genius dude. And what he said was that, and it was a great point. I never thought about it. He said, you know, Patrick Mahomes is so great, so, so great at um, getting guys open, throwing guys open, or throwing to guys who aren't open and getting them the ball. But he was actually very, he was actually below average last season in getting guys the ball that were wide open. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit. Like Andy yeah. Reid draws up these great plays and they're wide open and Patty wasn't hitting them. So now that he's had a full offseason of seeing, oh, shit, man, I missed that guy. I missed him. I missed him. I missed him. I missed him. I got to make sure I'm hitting those because you want to get your for sure shots. Right. Now that he's going to start doing that, assuming he starts doing that this season, to me, his completion percentage goes up, which means he's going to get more yards, more touchdowns. He had 5,050 last season. If he, he's hitting more wide open guys with the talent that he's hitting wide open, fast guys like Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins with Travis Kelsey and Damian Williams out of the backfield, how am I supposed to believe that his numbers are going to dwindle and he's somehow not going to be leading this team to another prolific all-time great season? Right. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's he, more time to study, more time to watch more film on himself and just develop more. Uh, instead of trying to make the big play all the time, you know what you did a lot last year. You know, maybe check it down here and there. Maybe trust your guys. You know, get your guys because you know, no one's better at getting guys in space and getting guys open than Andy Reid. And we he, we've seen that year in year out. Even back in his Eagles days, he was so great at getting the speedsters, the tight ends in space. You know, rub routes or whatever, bubble screens, whatever, getting guys open. So yeah, if Mahomes can tighten up things and get you know get even perfect his footwork a little bit because his foot was, footwork was still a little sloppy last year, but he's still one of the best. His footwork was pretty sloppy last year, and he was still one of the best top three quarterbacks from the pocket last year. Yeah. So I mean, if, imagine if he tightens up his footwork a little bit and and starts checking down when he needs to check down instead of trying to make you know the big play. Dude, I mean this this we haven't seen, I don't think we've seen the best yet. Right. And I think that is a scary realization, not just. For the whole league, but for Chiefs fans, we don't even know what to expect. We could see something else. Even he can his numbers could be even better. Right. You know, I don't think that was, should surprise us either. 
No, so, I agree. I mean, Eddie, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, he, like like Trevor said, he can only get better. Uh, there was a time a uh, couple months earlier uh, that he uh, his girlfriend shared a picture of him in the couch in the basement mm. while there was a tornado. tornado yep. mm-hmm. I love that and picture, he, man. She was like, we're in the basement while he's studying. Mm-hmm. Like, that only tells you the focus that he has. Yeah. And, and like, the, the drive that he has coming into this his second season pretty yeah. much as a starter so much of that has to do with the way he was brought up exactly too. so the locker room mentality with his dad i mean this guy he can only get better uh out there playing beach football with, you know with exactly. travis kelsey and his, yeah. and his receivers and then, and playing catch uh, a week prior to, to training camp he was out there like in a high school football field with all his receivers right yep the chemistry is going to be yeah, out the crazy. roof this like the, the way they're all like bonding like it, it's more than just a uh like a sports bond it, it's more like a family like a family feel to it you know what i mean that they're close 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 yeah. you sometimes know? sometimes we see situations that look too good to where it's like oh this is kind of set up to fail to where our expectations are too high but sometimes it's so good and it's so right in your face you just you try to deny it yeah sometimes yes. i think this is i think this is one of those situations where it's like dude this seems too good to be true his relationship with all his receivers are too good. Something's got to fail. Something's got to fall through. There's what's the catch? Sometimes it's just what it is, and right. it's right in front of your face, and it's staring us right in front of the, and, our faces. And it's, honestly, I think that's this season. A, a lot of Chiefs fans are scared about it. Yeah, we don't, don't know. We've never seen that before. Dude, we don't we have know. Stockholm. We have Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> We've been in an abusive relationship where we're constantly let down. We're <laughs> yeah. constantly getting black eyes yes. every year, and I think we just don't want to accept it and, until and, we see it. And I don't I think mean, any of us will accept it until we get a ring on our finger. Yeah, last year's AFC Championship was. That that one hurt, right? But that, but there was that, promise exactly. there. Exactly, there, there was no. Uh, I know we always say, oh, it's always next year, next right. year, next year." But last year, it it really felt that next year was going to be the year we finally get to the super. It wasn't more more like a oh yeah fuck like next year. You know, it's always next year. It's always There's blood year. in the water, man. No, we smell it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, last year when we said next year, it's because we saw something and. That we haven't, I don't think we've ever seen it. I know I've never seen it before. So I'm super excited for I mean, this just the way I look at it was we were going against the greatest, you know, as far as mind, as far as someone who's seen, been in that position more than pretty much anyone we've ever seen in the NFL, Tom Brady. Going against somebody of that caliber who's seen everything, you can't fool him anymore. To being that close to beating him at 23 years, 23 years old, outdoing him with, with a shutout first half. The sky's the limit, man. And I think we're gonna we're I gonna be we're gonna be spoiled here very soon. Yeah, you, you talk about outdueling, but I think Patrick Mahomes did uh, did outdo. Yeah, uh, absolutely in the second half, no Tom doubt. Brady. Yes. Yep. Uh, for sure. So basically, we all agree that Patty's gonna have a great twenty nine campaign, right? I'm just saying, that... Chiefs fans, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for something you've never been able to prepare yourself before. I like it. Yep. Well, I want to use this segment and the time that we have in this segment to kind of segue out of Chiefs football. I know that's not what some uh-huh. Chiefs fans want to hear, <laughs> but this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I wanna I wanna address this because this is something I heard that really upset me about Steve Kerr, <laughs> Golden State Warriors coach. And I want to I don't want to go on a full-fledged tangent on it. it. It doesn't really affect us here in Kansas City. Uh it honestly is not something I think is gonna be making news for a long period of time, but I wanted to address it because I said I would on this on the spoken on Facebook. Um Steve Kerr came out uh this week and it was I think he was asked the question on a radio show uh, about the Anthony Davis or like the current stature of uh, free agency and trades and things of that nature the NFL and the NBA. And Steve Kerr has been a very outspoken guy for many years, and I love a lot of the things he says. Oh, I yeah. think he's a very conscientious person, a very uh, outspoken person, and makes a lot of sense for the things that he does say. But this is one that I just can't give Steve, and I apologize. Steve uh, was quoted as saying, uh, in regards to contracts with guys that want to get out of contracts with their NBA teams, he says, when you sign that dotted line, you owe your effort and your play to that team, to that city, to the fans. He told that to the Warriors insider. And when you completely, when you, when you, when the, then it's completely your right to leave as a free agent. But if you sign the contract, then you should be bound to that contract. End quote. <laughs> See, here's, here's my issue with Steve Kerr because I, I, he's not technically wrong when it comes to obviously the obligation of said contract. Obviously, if you sign a contract, you are bound to said contract. But when it comes to, and he, and he wants to talk about double standards and he wants to talk about things that are not right for the player against the franchise and that how they hold them hostage. Right. This is what I don't understand. It's so simple. I don't understand how he doesn't get this being a smart man that he is. Teams don't honor contracts all the time. If a player isn't meeting the standards of a team, 
They'll cut them. They'll trade them. And no one can ask questions. Right. Because that was the team's best interest in mind, and they made a decision. at that point. So why is it an independent contracted player can say, you know what? This franchise doesn't live up to my standards. Right. We have a contract. I'm asking you to get me out of it. There is nothing wrong with that when you look at it from both sides because teams have every right to trade a player. Now, the contract is still in place when you when you trade the player, true, but if you cut a player, and especially like let's say if we're using football standards, you only get the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. That's security. So why is it okay for franchises to make those types of decisions but not the player? I mean, he, he, he specifically talked to Anthony Davis. Right. And Anthony Davis, if anybody knows anything about the NBA and what he went through, the Pelicans were a horseshit franchise. And they still are a horseshit franchise. They don't even have an actual owner. The Benson family bought them as a favor to the NBA. And you want to sit here and tell me that he owes them something? Speak on it. That's my that's my point. That's all I wanted really I really wanted to say about it. So I don't know if you guys have thoughts on it or anything, but I think it's just so hypocritical for Steve Kerr to say that. Didn't he trade Iguodala, though? Yeah. Oh, well, they did. He didn't trade him. He, <laughs> well, actually, he, did. he actually didn't want Iggy gone. But, the franchise I mean, traded him because – and we all know why Iggy's gone. Yeah. Because Iggy was speaking out against him about the KD yes. injury, how it was misdiagnosed and But, but I'm saying that kind of just went again with what they said a little bit. Dude, so it's, 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 like Lance said, it's an absolute <laughs> double standard, and it's frustrating to see – just like the LeBron situation when he left Cleveland the first time. He was being slave-driven. He was expected to drag, you know, subpar rosters all the way to the finals and expected to beat, you know, dynasty Spurs teams and, you know, other Celtics teams that were super teams and you know, so on and so on. We, we blame the athlete when they get fed up with a certain situation, but we expect them to have loyalty when these owners and, 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 and franchise people that run the franchise, the front office people have no loyalty to the player or the individual it's 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 a it's backwards logic and it's and it's 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 d- double standard and it's frustrating. I can I can only imagine how it feels to be the player when you're the one putting asses in the seats, and you're expected to be loyal to an over overtly you know abundant degree. Yep. But in a split second, if you slip up anything or you become injury prone or you have a couple injuries in a row, your ass is gone. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I mean, you you can't be cold blooded, but the franchise can. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the double Screw standard, that, man. Yep. All right. Well. We got a little time left in this segment. I, I feel like I just feel efficient tonight. Let's I know Eddie's got a couple things you want to fill the cracks in with. So Eddie, let's let's get right just into a it. Little bit, let's a let's little bit. I know there's some soccer stuff. I think that sporting's getting their ass handed to him right now. So I don't know if we even need to address that. But go ahead and uh, give us some give us some things, man. Fill in the cracks. Man, with sporting, you know, you, you already know my my stand, my view. Uh it, it, it should be time to 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 let Peter Vermees walk. Uh, they just lost 3-1 today uh, against New York City FC. I mean, New York City FC is a good team, but they're not a great team. Uh, Sporting KC is just its just on that downslope. Uh, right. If they don't make that change now, it, like I said, it's only going to get worse. Uh, they, there's just... There just needs to be somebody in there to, you know, kind of like that Andy Reid, you know, finally say, okay, I had enough. We need that change. Yeah. I guess they're being too loyal to Peter Ramirez because he's been part of the part of the franchise for so long that that they want to keep him there and keep him there and keep him there. And obviously it's not working. So something has to happen on that. Uh, I mean, their next, uh, next game is against Seattle. <laughs> That's going to be another tough game. That's not going to be an easy one. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's gonna be in Seattle as well, but yeah, I don't see, I don't see uh, Sporting winning that game either. On another news, uh, Real Madrid just got uh, destroyed, trashed, whatever you want to call it, by Atlético Madrid. The game just ended about twenty minutes ago, I think. They they got beat seven to three. I get it; it's preseason. Uh, then you got the whole Zinedine Zidane uh, against Gareth Bell kind of thing going on, been building up. I, I, I think it's also affecting the team. You got Marco Asensio who just tore his ACL hit, uh, about two days ago, three days ago. Huge loss for Real Madrid. Now they got to go out there back to the market and see who they can pick up and, and, and uh, put into that into that role because you also trade Ceballos, not trade, but you uh, loaned out Ceballos to Arsenal for the, for the season. So, so you're running a little bit low on uh, 
your midfield pretty much. So so Real Madrid has to go out there make 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 a serious serious uh purchase because if they don't this this team even though it has potential it, it can be a total t- train wreck. Uh, there's reports out there that Gareth Bell might be going to China uh for an estimated making twenty two million a year, which is absurd for a soccer player. It is so crazy, especially for a league like China who has uh not not a top tier league. So it, it's just crazy. Uh and uh, another thing, uh Formula One's back this weekend. Uh you got Ferrari, you got uh, Mercedes, you got Red Bull. I've been loving the the uh, battle between uh, Charles Leclerc and uh, Max Verstappen. Uh, that's been amazing. It's been fantastic. They're going at it. They're both young. Once they're both twenty one, I believe. So they're both so young. And Formula One, it's only getting better, man. It's getting so promising. I love it. I love the feud, man. I just can't wait for 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 the seasons to come. Uh, obviously, this season's all about Mercedes. They're they're on their way to, to winning another constructors championship. Uh, it's theirs to lose. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is only facing competition from his teammate who is uh, second in the, in the driver's uh, co- uh, championship. I, I believe this is Lewis Hamilton's uh, championship to lose. So other than that, I mean, th- there's really nothing out there. It's still p- kind of slow. I mean, you still got the, the deal going on between Barcelona and Atletico with, uh, with the whole Griezmann, Antoine Griezmann, Atletico Madrid uh, report. Uh, it, it is reported that Atletico Madrid talked to La Liga, the, the president of La Liga uh, in Spain, asking for them to revoke pretty much Antoine Griezmann's license to play in Spain because they obviously want the eighty, the extra eighty million dollars that they said Barcelona kind of like you know swerved them on. So that's still going on. Uh, other than that, there's really ha- there's really not that much that's going on in, with this whole preseason. Premier League back. Uh, Premier League is back in two weeks, I believe. And yeah, and then obviously NFL is back next Sunday. Hell yeah! <laughs> so go, that's man. about it. I like it. I like it, Eddie. Good job, baby. I Good like it. Well done. Well done. Well, now that we've gotten through all that, all the fun stuff. Now we're gonna get to the real fun stuff, guys. What segment is it called? Hold, Hold this L. L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating oh L. Man. You are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold this L brought to you by Casey Beard Co. Kansas City Beard Company has since 2014 been handcrafting beard and skin care products in Kansas City with 100% organic ingredients. Giving you everything you need to take care of your beard and skin on a daily basis. Go to CaseyBeardCo.com. Visit them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Casey Beard Co. tonight. All right, guys. Hold this L. Let's do it. Trevor, I'm handing it off to you. Hand out some L's. It's not the greatest one. There's a really slow week. I mean, the past month has been pretty damn slow. It has, but not going to lie. There's not much going on um, to make fun of anyways. Steve Kerr was probably, could have been a unanimous freaking (laughs) L for us this week. But um, I'm just going to go off a tweet from Fuel D8 on Twitter about about five, six hours ago. It says... Uh, and this is obviously the team that's going to be doing hard knocks this season, so this is off to a good start. Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown has been placed on the non-football injury list to begin camp per source. <laughs> so, I mean, not only is that going on, who knows what the real issue is, is non-injury, non-football injury related anyway. So who knows if he slipped and fell out of the uh, you know, hot air balloon he arrived to camp on or whatever is going on with that. And then besides the fact that um, Gruden hasn't really fully backed Derek Carr as the quarterback, who I don't think they're going to mesh very well because Derek Carr has feelings and they're very fragile. Um, so, yeah, with Antonio Brown already dealing with whatever issues he's dealing with and the drama queen that he is um, heading into hard knocks, I just think that's set up to explode in all of our faces, and I think they're going to be fourth in this division again this year, and I think it's going to be an absolute uh, dumpster fire um, with Antonio Brown being there. Just being honest, I don't think he's going to – I think they can put up some decent numbers, but as far as wins and as far as the, whatever – I don't think it's going to mesh very well. Um, 
so with that already being drama, that already being uh, injury-riddled Antonio Brown, an aging veteran wide receiver on an absolute trash team that's in rebuild mode full on. <laughs> Antonio Brown, you're going to have to go ahead and uh, hold this, this L. L. Not my best. I saw a lot of videos of him catching bricks and stuff. Man, he's going to be catching all the passes. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be catching all these L's. Did you I'm, see the hot air balloon one? <laughs> yes. It's just like – it's so okay. Yeah, it's like, so confusing, man. That was so deep and therapeutic. Like you floated. From, it's just like, dude, come on, man. We know who you are. You're a douche, bro. Like I love you. You're a great talent, but come on, man. That was Eddie, who cool. you got, man? Oh man. Like like Trevor said, it's been a slow slow month uh, with the who we can give the L's to. But my L today is going to go out to a franchise who is not only a. Uh, the fourth most expensive franchise in the world, counting all sports, uh, Real Madrid. Reason I'm giving the DL, not only did they lose 73 today, uh, they just got outclassed, outscored, but the whole situation with Garibel, Zinedine Zidane, then you got Kaylor Navas, then you got Courtois who came out uh, with a uh, with a news reporter that asked him like. You know, are you going to be like the – who's going to be the starting goalkeeper? He's like, well, you obviously know I'm number one. So, like, the drama's just building. Keller Navas doesn't want to relieve Real Madrid. He gave him pretty much an ultimatum, and obviously they had to keep him. Uh, I mean, he has all the leverage. I get it. But you got that going on. Sinan had to get his son loaned out for that same reason. So you got that going on, and then you got the whole drama between Zinedine Zidane and Gareth Bale about, hey, I hope he leaves soon. He's he's only, you know, making the team look bad or and stuff like that. And you got Gareth Bale scoring a goal. No, none of his teammates got <laughs> celebrating with him. So that's kind of like a little issue, you know. The locker room's broken. Obviously, you brought in uh, Eden Hazard, who is an out outstanding and amazing player. But then you got your crowd in his presentation. You got your crowd yelling another player's name. Yep. You know how embarrassing that is? <laughs> Real Madrid needs to get it together. Uh, but for me, Real Madrid has to hold this L. <laughs> Let you have that one on your own, man. I apologize. <laughs> hold this L. Hold this L. <laughs> hold it. Please hold it. I felt alone on that one. Shit. <laughs> Solo shot. I'm just going to go cry right now, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that, brother. Look. And this was a slower week with Hold This L, I, I will admit, but there always seems to be one that stands out to me, and I and it was perfect timing today that I got one because uh, the Chiefs have been looking to make some additions this week, um, and, and preferably on the defensive side still. They have the money to spend, and they have some areas of need, and there's been speculation like we've talked about about Chris Jones and what they're going to do with him in the future. And uh, Green Bay decided to cut a guy named Mike Daniels. And Mike Daniels, according to his camp, was stating that he wanted to sign with a contender. And that was the discussion. And so automatically the I Chiefs come up it. the Chiefs come up to conversation. I guess he had a meeting with the Browns, who are anticipating to be in a contender this year. You know, there was there it looked like, okay, he's clearly gonna go to a good team. Then we get the news today he signs a one year nine point one million dollar deal with the fucking Detroit Lions. He wanted to go to a contender, so he, so he goes to a team that's probably gonna win about five games this year. I, I look, look, and, and, and honestly, honestly, my L isn't even just to Mike Daniels. My point is actually bigger than Mike Daniels. We hear guys talk about all the time about how they want to win and everything like that. I'm not saying that uh, there aren't guys out there that want to win. I'm right. saying that it always comes down to the money. So for anybody that out, that sits out there and tries to lie to us and say that they're you know they're looking out for what's best for them as far as winning and success. Yet they go to a, an inferior team and franchise that's going to just pay them more money. Don't start me with that. I mean, like, look at I mean Earl Thomas. I don't blame him, and he was honest about it. He's like, look, they were willing to pay me more money, Absolutely. so I went there Get to the, the bag, Ravens bro. as opposed to the Chiefs. Yeah, and sure. I'm not trying to sound like a bitter Chiefs fan because the Chiefs don't need Mike Daniels. They quite frankly, they, it'd have been great to have Earl Thomas, but they didn't need him because there was other options out there. Hence, Tyron Matthew. So I want to give an L to the guys out there that try to say it's not about the money when it's all about the money. So for all you guys out there that say those things, even though we know better, I want you to go ahead and do me a favor and hold this L. Because I'm telling you, you're lying to yourself, you're lying to us, and we're the ones that know you're lying. 
So just tell the truth. You want the money. And it's okay because who the hell doesn't want money? All right. I want to thank all of our listeners. I want to thank all you guys out here that have been supporting us from day one. And like I said, last week we had our record-breaking uh, episode for downloads and listens. I want to thank everybody, including Clay Windler and Shaggy Shane, for all the support that they give us. Uh, I'm looking forward definitely to what we're going to do tomorrow at, at the at training camp. It's, it's going to be a blast. This is the year, guys, I'm telling you, that we really have been waiting for for a long time. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give out too much of my thoughts and predictions of what's going to happen this season because we got a long way to go before week one. But I'm very excited. I've been more. I'm more excited now as a Chiefs fan than I've ever been in my entire life, and that is a great. It's a great time to be alive, especially Cannot as a wait. Chiefs fan. So, wait. yes. So for Trevor Twidwell, for Eddie Ortiz, we are in the Casey Beard Co. Studios. I am Lance Twidwell for episode 22 of the Spoken Podcast. We out of this bitch. See ya. We're gonna get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned into the Spoken. I might actually stick. I might actually stick around for a little bit.